0: can't go crying to other people all the time. A man needs to know when to stand up. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Under the Cull of MS. That was a little uh, quote from Savannah's father from Shazam, which we are going to be talking about today. The Shazam, volume one, trade paperback from the New 52. Uh, If I could find my glasses. And his name means power. For centuries, science has ruled the world while old magics have withered and died. Now magic is returning, finding a home in an unlikely hero, Billy Batson, 15-year-old scourge of the foster care system. Too obnoxious and arrogant for any home to hold for too long. Billy Batson is definitely trouble. Yet he has selected to wield ancient power. But There is another, recently awakened, who seeks the same power. Black Adam, ancient, brutal, and evil. will tear civilization apart after he destroys Billy Batson. The world is to su- survive the plague of horror on the horizon. Billy Batson must embrace his greatest wish and learn his greatest lesson. The kid with the chip on his shoulder must become Magic's purest champion. Billy Batson must become Shazam. Uh, this is a nice introduction to... Black Adam, which is basically, um, from what I've seen, is based on the whole new Shazam, the next Shazam movie that's coming out. Cause I believe The Rock is playing Black Adam in it. I'm still iffy on the whole Billy Batson thing. He's just such a little little jackass throughout his childhood and I like the new Shazam movie I like the this book was good it was a good read I read it pretty reasonably quick of course if you aren't really aware of Shazam or anything his Basically, his name was given to him by uh, different gods. Uh, Solomon, for S, is a wise king from the Bible who grants wisdom. H is for Hercules, a Greek demigod who grants strength. A is for Atlas, a Greek titan who helped up, held up the sky and grants stamina. D is for Zeus, the Greek god of thunder who rules Mount Olympus and grants power, specifically lightning. A is for Achilles, a Greek warrior who grants courage. M is for Mercury, a Roman god of travels, travelers who grants speed. And Billy being such a little shit needs all those things to help straighten his ass up. He gets put in a foster home again after many failed foster home experiences. Comes across these powers accidentally, if you will. There's another, there's a scientist that's trying to, a doc, evil doctor type character. He's trying to get the stones to get the powers and he comes across black adam and releases him and works with them black adam wants to basically take down the bad guys but in the same effort while doing that he's basically gonna end up destroying the whole world he awakens well not really awakens they're already awake but gets the how you say it, the seven I think it's the seven deadly sins or whatever together like sloth and stuff and they form together into a character and become a an even bigger demon type character and Shazam has to deal with all that while not wanting to fight and Trying to talk Black Adam into realizing that what he's doing is wrong. It's a, it's a good story if you're into the Shazam character and stuff. You'll enjoy this. Again, it's going back like every other character. Let's redo the origin again and again and again and again. It's like Instead of coming up with some new original storylines, let's just keep redoing the old stuff. You get new Fifty Two, and then in five years they'll come out with another new, new whatever, and redo all the different main characters again. It just gets kind of old. It's like even if you have a version of a character that you like, then they'll come out with a different stylized version. It just may change their identity, may change their Uh, their sex their race whatever just constantly changing these characters instead of just coming out with ones. it was a good book but i still would rather read more sharky the other one i talked about in a previous episode that was a lot like shazam i think it was a lot more fun Stick with that. Just read some of the old Shazam's when I come across them. Other than that, I know a lot of people have been just dying to hear about colonoscopy. So today you get the honor of finding all about what a colonoscopy has to deal with. And basically what's happening is... The doctor's going to take a camera and go all the way up your intestine, possibly into your stomach, and reach it that far. And just check out things, see if there's any cancerous issues, any damage, any polyps, anything like that. And they take care of those things with it. Well, you'll start out at least a week ahead of time. You'll pick up four pills and a bottle of powder stuff that you're going to have to mix together and make yourself a special drink action to clean out your system. And they give you a seven day pre thing. And other than changing some medications and stuff like that, you really don't have to worry about anything until the day, day and a half before. And then you basically go to an all clear liquid flush, where you don't eat at all. You just have clear liquids that contain of consist of items like uh, apple juice, uh, the white cranberry juice, white grape juice, Gatorade, coffee you can have, teas. Just can't have creamers and stuff like that with them. Uh, as far as the Gatorades and stuff, you can't have any. Uh, it's the blue and red ones because they could stay in your intestinal tract. They won't be able to see everything they want to see. Uh, water, i can't really. And those are the main ones that I pretty much stuck with. And I went off. Juices and sodas. Uh, I don't know, five years ago or so, and this was the nightmare to me as far as the drinking crap. It just—it was so sugary. It just gave me heartburn and nasty. It's like when you don't drink that stuff for a while. It's a big change on your system and you're not used to that but yeah so you basically take that and drink a lot I ended up drinking I estimated over 250 ounces of stuff that day and then certain part of the day you'll Take the two pills and then a couple later, a couple hours later you'll mix up well ahead of time you'll mix up sixty-four ounces of Gatorade with the big bottle of powder. And put thirty-two of it ounces of it into a special bottle they give you. That's all marked. So you can drink eight ounces of it every ten minutes when you start it. And then you drink lots more fluids after that. And then my, uh, I was supposed to be, I was scheduled to be at the hospital at six o'clock in the morning. So my final flushing, I got to do my last two pills and do the final 32 ounces at like two in the morning. So you don't, I didn't sleep at all because if you would have slept, it would have been basically an hour here, half hour there, and plus your system's flushing out, so you're running back and forth to the toilet. So if you don't have a bed right next to a toilet, it's probably not too smart to fall asleep. Like, my bedroom's in the basement, so there's no way I would have wanted to lift a leg to go up a flight of stairs. (laughs) It's bad enough just getting up off a chair and walking 10 feet to the bathroom. So it's yeah. I just stayed up, uh, sucked it up, and did it, and then about 5:45 a.m. is about when we got to the hospital. Ended up having my wife take me because my rides didn't work out, and luckily the timing worked out just where she'd get home and have about a half hour before she'd have to go to work so that was a good thing so she took me we got there at 5 45 in the morning get to the hospital there's a couple worker cars out in the driveway and then a couple security cars and stuff like that and we go up to the one door that i usually always go in and it's all locked nurses are just using their little name tag card things to get themselves into the building. We had to go over to the emergency entrance and go in there. And you go in and the place is just dimly lit. No one's in there other than a couple workers. The lobby's dead and there's just, it's so quiet. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that there's a, worldwide epidemic right now, and Wisconsin being one of the top four states for the COVID virus at the moment, because you're not seeing the people there. I, I understand that patients would be already inside the hospital or whatever, but if you got that much issues, and you have that many patients in the hospitals, should at least be more staff cars outside. I mean, I don't know if Bunch of them park on the other side of the building or something, but overall, I there weren't more than six cars in that parking lot. So, if there's that many patients in the hospitals on respirators and stuff like that, you would assume that there'd be a hospital full of workers, but I could be wrong. They could be parking somewhere else or something or getting busted. I have no idea, but that just I've never seen a hospital that. Quiet, even when I was in the mail clinic and stuff. Yeah, when you're inside the hospital, I'd be. When I was in ICU for two weeks, every night, all of a sudden, all the lights just pretty much go off, and you're just sitting there in your dimly lit room. Well, with me being in ICU, I had a nurse sitting on, on duty 24 7 that had their own little nursing station right in my room where they sat there and just watched me constantly because I was supposed to pass away while I was in the hospital. So they had to keep track to see when I started to struggle from all the blood being released into my body from my aorta. And I was basically going to – I was supposed to basically drown out my own blood. And they were just going to keep pumping me full of painkillers. So she – her him had to be there watching me at all times that was always weird every night was just so just it was like a, a horror movie <laughs> just so quiet and stuff and every now and then you'd see the shadow come down of one of the hallways and a person a nurse or a doctor doing the rounds very quiet and leery but uh yeah that's how it felt when we got to the hospital. It just it was so strange. It just it was like being in a business that just isn't open after hours. It just as the dim main lights still going but, but yeah we uh went in there did that. they took us in and set us up in a room and thankfully my wife was able to come in instead of having to sit in her car for a couple hours. So that was nice. She had to keep her mask on the whole time. I could take mine off while I was inside the room, but I had to keep it on and whenever they moved me around and stuff like that. And of course I had my COVID test two days before it, which came out negative. So, that's also makes it better as far as the mask-wise, but you still have to worry about catching it from someone else. But yeah, once you're in the room, they give you your gown, strip down, get in your gown, and eventually they come and hook you up to an IV. Get that all set up so the anesthesiologist can pump anything he needs to into you. And then if In case you have any type of emergency, they got you already prepped with an IV and can put whatever they have to in there to keep you alive. Wife had to stay in the room, but that was fine. She brought her books and keep her busy. And then uh, the nurses. And doctor was awesome. We just. They're all very friendly. Most of them knew me, my brother, my family from all our restaurants and businesses we've had over the years. And of course, like many places I go to, I ran into a relative that, worked, that works there as a nurse. And so it was, it was nice. I had lots of people to talk to. and. Enjoy have a happy atmosphere so you aren't sitting there all stressed out before the surgery. And uh so on set they got me you all know, prepped and stuff. Yeah. Sit there waiting. A the doctor comes in and says, We're good to go. The anesthesiologist comes in and says explains it all to you and what's going to happen and the only thing i worried about of course because you've been doing it for the last 24 hours is shitting yourself so while you're getting prepped for surgery or something like that and the doctor was real nice about it she's like don't worry about it that's what we got suction devices for <laughs> it's like, got that all prepared which you would expect but. <laughs> yeah it's like in like the covid test that was no big deal i mean it's basically a really long q-tip stick it in your nose each nostril roll it around for like five seconds and then that's it it gives a little tickle makes your nose a little runny but some people just i don't know i'm guessing for video aspects or whatever like kevin smith silent bob you just he went with his daughter and wife and stuff and did a video thing of it getting it done and he's like oh, oh my god just just acting like it's so painful and stuff and it's like it's no big deal it's like, so everybody's gotta quit whining about stuff like that too i've done we could have had this disease gone a long time ago if people would have just behaved and listened for a couple No, everybody's got their own opinion about everything, so we'll never get beyond anything if we ever have a severe disease out there we're done for. (laughs) Yeah, they roll you in for surgery, and of course, you come into a dimly lit cold room. It's always so damn cold in those operating rooms. And the doctor has you roll over onto your left side and the anesthesiologist just before that puts the oxygen in in my nose and some little face mask over, over my mouth and nose. And I get turned on my side and yeah... tells you the anesthesiologist just anesthesiologist <laughs> tells me he put the party in in the bag and within seconds I felt it. It did not take long at all. And I'm like, yeah, I can feel it it's starting to kick in. Whereas usually when I was put out by an anesthesiologist all the other times it was a different type of medication because you, it would take a little while and you'd have to count backwards and stuff like that. But I didn't realize this until, I don't know if it was just as he put it in the bag or if it was after surgery, but it was fent- fentanyl that was was admi- administered to me. If I would have heard about that ahead of time, I would have been a little nervous with my, Aortic dissection and everything like that. But yeah, um, fentanyl, it's the shit. It's party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. (laughs) I was out. Before I could close my eyes, I was out of it. And within a second, I was being rolled back into my room feeling. Like I didn't even get my eyes closed and here I'm getting rolled in and I was wide awake. I was more awake than I was when I went to the hospital so I can understand why Michael Jackson enjoyed that so much. Just all the stress of his life with all the music and everything. I'm sure he didn't get much sleep or it was very light sleep and this would knock you out and then the doctor would wake you up whenever you wanted and be full of energy it's like i i'm on i i've been on a cpap machine for a month now or so i have not had any energetic burst from it or felt any more energy from it so i don't feel that it's at working right for me or whatever but see when i talk to my doctor in a week or so but uh yeah you get Got rolled in the room. The wife was surprised because she got a cup of coffee and barely got a few, maybe about a quarter of a drink. And here I was being rolled back in. So they said it would take about a half hour, but I, I think it took like 15 to 20 minutes. I never really looked at the time to see the overall amount. But the wife was very surprised about how quick it went. And then once you're in the room, well, actually, after you go get put out, uh, just before I got put out, the nurse is like rearranging your upper leg and getting you all situated. And from the point, from that point, when she got my Leg where she wanted and he said he put the party in the bag i didn't feel or notice anything when i came out of it i didn't feel like i had any type of surgery done i didn't feel like someone put a camera all the way through my intestinal tract or anything like that it felt normal it was just, which was nice because things that were in my mind after listening to other people it's like i listen to the Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Bill and Burt podcast, and Bill Burr was explaining to Burt Kreischer about his, his colonoscopy and that Burt's going to need one. And then I listened to Hollywood Babylon where Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith were talking and Ralph was telling Kevin you turn 50 because he's the same age as me that, uh, you're going to, you're going to be due for one explained it to him and my sister told me her experiences with it and stuff and they all gave you just gave me horror stories just made it sound terrible but, uh, that was w- way less stressful than I expected but basically you go through an hour of prep beforehand 15 to 30 minutes surgery now when you're done sit for 30 minutes wait for Release and for them to let you release you out of the hospital and take your IV out and stuff. And I was done. The nurse walked me out of there, told my wife to get the car, to meet us out at the front of the emergency room. And uh, I could have swore I had a mask on when I walked out, but I lost my mask <laughs> somewhere between the room and the car. I just don't know if I took it off when I came out of the emergency room door and just, you know, with the anesthesia or whatever, just totally dropped it out of my hand or what happened. But then, uh, that was basically it. It's like the wife drove me home. I was fine the rest of the day. I did try to take a little afternoon nap. but I was still going to bed. Well, so. Still going number one a lot from having all the fluids in me. The number two thing, thankfully, over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had an awesome, super friendly, and enjoyable crew that of nurses and doctors. I didn't feel violated at all. It's like I, <laughs> I did not feel like someone totally violated my... Rectal area and went through my whole body with a tube and a camera. So that's that was a good thing. But yeah, I couldn't ask for a better better medical staff. I and mean, they're very friendly, very enjoyable, and made the time just fly by. But yeah, the day before is the day that sucks the most. Dealing with all that, not eating anything other than all these stupid sugary fluids and stuff and no sleep and trying to get through all that. It's just the last probably four hours are the hardest, just trying to stay awake and it's like, come on, let's just get this done. Let's go there worrying because it's a half hour drive. Am I going to be able to make it there without having to go to the bathroom and all that? Thankfully my system was pretty much flushed But the time we did leave. So I didn't have to worry about stuff like that. But uh, yeah, (laughs) you expect to get (laughs) have them just lube you up while you're getting prepped and stuff like that, and feeling some poking and stuff. (laughs) Just didn't feel none of that. (laughs) Very relieving. And then fentanyl. It's stay away from that, kids. That's Be very dangerous, especially if you don't have someone around you. And Michael even had someone and he still passed away. But results are to come. I know she removed one polyp and seen a couple hemorrhoids and took a sample from an area to see if it is cancerous or not. So I will keep you up to date on those results. Uh time this year. This year's going so fast it's almost over, but by the time I'm done with this year, almost every part of my body will have been seen or probed by all my new doctors or machines. Uh, I will keep you up on that and then who knows, 2021 we'll get to deal with Black Death or something. <laughs> but uh yeah. So that's my poop story. I <laughs> experienced something that I dreaded for many, many years. Wish I went there even worried about it. Technology is getting...